We've known Crystal for years. I don't know how many, and she probably doesn't want us to, me to talk about how many, so it's a good thing I don't remember. But I was young when I met her, let's just say that. She was a student at Middlebury College. And were you an undergrad as well, or? But what, <laughs> weren't you a graduate student? No, I, I came back to get my teaching license. But I oh, it was a license you were working. I was thinking it was a graduate uh, degree, you know. So you so you came back for your teaching license. And then she worked in, in uh, did you work in public schools too? I should have asked these questions ahead of time. I know she worked in Christian schools as well. She uh, got involved with Adventures and Missions. She's been all the way around the world visiting friends and, and uh uh, other missionaries. She's uh, led mission teams in different places of the world, lived in Peru in what we would call a garden shed. I can tell you from personal experience, she's not afraid of anything. Don't listen to anything she says. Uh, she, every time she visits, she's got something serious wrong with her, and it's because some of the places she goes. Uh, diatonaceous earth she was drinking last night. Uh, I won't go into why, but uh, apparently it's supposed to help whatever's ailing her. When we visited her in Mexico, which was right across the border, a little border town at Matamoros, uh, they told us everyone said, now don't drink any water and don't eat anything. So of course the first thing we did with Crystal was go to somebody's house and get served homemade burritos maybe? I don't know, and, and, and water with, uh, uh, it might have been tea, I don't remember, something mixed in it. I remember thinking, oh yeah, don't eat or drink anything when you get in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, she's not afraid of anything. And uh, her Spanish, we all thought was very impressed with it. Uh, but uh, we're delighted she served a number of years in Peru. And now she's back at the home office in uh, no, just north of Atlanta in Gainesville, Georgia, where amongst her other jobs, she never explained all of them to us, but, but her, her most important job is she ministers to the needs of long-term missionaries around the world. She tries to keep touch base with them and make sure that they're doing well. And I'm trusting that she's gonna tell us a lot more about that. Crystal, come on up, please. And uh, we're delighted to have you back. It seems like it's been a long time. Good morning. Well, first of all, it's really good to see you again. It has been a while. It's been um, probably a couple of years at least. I didn't come last year, I know, and I might not come the year before that. So it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Thank you, first of all, just for supporting me and um, for the church's gifts to what I do. I really appreciate uh, your, your monthly support. It makes it possible for me to keep doing what I'm doing. And so I'm very grateful that out of, out of this congregation, which is not what you would call a mega church <laughs> by uh, a stretch of the imagination, but it has supported missionaries over the world for many years and not just myself. And so I'm really grateful for your heart for what God is doing outside of, of Vermont. So thank you. Um, wow. Uh, I'm sorry if it's your first Sunday here that you don't get to hear Pastor Bob preach. So if you are here for the first time, please come back. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Adventures and Missions is who I work for. Um, and I'm going to share a little bit this morning just about what I do but also, and about what the organization does. But I also have a few scriptures that I want to share with you about just life um, on this planet right now. Uh, and so if I take too long, Pastor Bob, you can wave the white flag and I'll do something else. So Adventures and Missions, our mission is, in a nutshell, this is on our website, we exist to awaken and activate people worldwide to their identity and role in the kingdom of God. 
And our vision is deeply connecting to Jesus and his movement. So what he is doing in the world, not necessarily our programs and what we'd like to do, but what, what God is doing is what we want to come alongside. Um, it used, we started as a, a mobilization organization for United States youth, and that has expanded to our heart is now to see anywhere we go to see people awaken and activated to um, who they are in Christ and to their role in the kingdom. So... I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. So fear, it's funny that Bob says that I'm not afraid of anything, because I'm going to tell you in just a few minutes exactly what I'm afraid of. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, fear in the current climate that we're in right now, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but it feels like the level of anxiety in the world has been ratcheted up in these last two years. Does it, has anyone felt that, or is that just me? Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's true in Georgia. That's true in Maine. And it's true in Vermont. And I'm guessing um, from the missionaries that I talked to that it's true in many places around the world. So I'm going to talk a little bit about fear this morning. Um, I am afraid of things, just so you know. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm going to take a moment and uh, I should have done this first. I'm just going to stop and I'm going to pray and ask God to speak through his word this morning um, as I share his word. Father, uh, we come before you and just out of gratitude because you are God and you love us. And to have a God who created us and loves us enough to lay down your life for us is beyond what we can comprehend at times. So, Lord, I pray that you would fill our hearts with your peace. I pray, God, um, that as I share your word, that you would speak what each person here needs to hear from you, whatever that looks like. God, you know each individual, you know what we need, myself included, and I pray that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, I pray that you'd be glorified in what I share. I pray that hearts would be encouraged, and I pray, Lord, that we would leave here today not, not just having um, had a good time, but Lord, having been encouraged by your Holy Spirit and with something applicable to our own lives to step out and grow in what it looks like to follow you. I pray this, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. All right, so a verse that has been resonating in my spirit for the last two years is Psalm 46. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way, and it goes on to say, and though the mountains be thrown into the heart of the sea, and you read through the whole psalm, and it says, therefore, he says, God says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So I'm going to start off with that encouragement to you all. Um, I think I read somewhere, and I haven't studied this to verify it, that in the Bible, 365 times it says, do not, do you guys know? Do not what? Fear. Yeah. So for as many days as there are in the year, there's a word in the Bible that says, do not be afraid. Because we're so prone to fear, because we are not in control. Um, that's at least that's my analysis of it. We like to think we have control over things, but we're not, and we know it. And so it's so easy for fear to overtake us, especially when we see the world around us going way outside of our control in ways that we um, 
I never imagined in our childhoods growing up. So, all right, we're going to get a little interactive here. <laughs> I don't know if you're ready for this. I don't, Pastor Bob doesn't always interact, but uh, I'm going to invite some interaction. What What are you guys afraid of? And I'm going to I'm going to tell you in just a moment what I'm afraid of. But what are some things that you all fear? Large spiders. Large spiders. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> Especially the hairy ones. Yeah. Economic failure, yeah. And kids, you can answer too. If you want to share what you're afraid of, I'd be glad to hear. Spiders. Spiders, yeah. That's a common one, yeah. Anyone else? Yes? Bats. Bats, oh man. Especially when they fly in your hair. It's the worst. Or they pee on your face. I've had that happen before too. That's really bad. (laughs) Hmm. Anyone else? Yeah. Snakes. Snakes and spiders and bats. Man. Yeah, yeah, Linda. Fear of failure. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, the older you get, your fears change to uh, things that are a little less tangible. They're not things that you can squash as easily. All right. Let me tell you what I'm afraid of. It's funny that Bob said I fear nothing because I was listening to him and laughing because um, I've got a long list here. You should have warned me. <laughs> I'm not trying to make a liar out of you, Bob. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid of making bad decisions. I've done it before. It's really painful. I don't know about you, but making bad decisions hurts. I'm afraid of people I love making bad decisions. That's hard to watch. I don't know if you've done that before, too, but that's painful. And I fear pain. Uh, People I don't love making bad decisions like drunk drivers. And I mean, we're supposed to love everybody, but I'm going to confess right now, I don't love everybody. God's working on me. We're supposed to love our enemies. I'm growing. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm afraid of of people in the government. Maybe I don't love them as much as I should making bad decisions. I'm, I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of pain. I'm afraid of government overreach. We've heard of that. World domination, just go for the big one, you know? (laughs) Things that we can't control. I'm afraid of losing people that I love. I'm afraid of change. Yes, sir? What are you afraid of? Paw Patrol. Oh, yeah, that's a fun one. I do like Paw Patrol, too, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm afraid of things changing in ways that I don't like. I'm afraid of not being in control. I'm afraid of not hearing from God because then maybe I'll make a bad decision. And I'm also afraid of hearing from God because maybe he'll say something that I don't like and then then I won't follow through and that's always a bad decision. So these are my fears, just to give you a, I'm not afraid of spiders anymore. I used to be, (laughs) I did outgrow that one. Um, All right, back to adventures and missions. So we're gonna take the focus off fear for a minute. I'll come back to it, don't worry. This is uh, where our base locations are, are in the little red dots that you see up there. Um, We have six working bases right now, or five kind of. Some some countries are closed, and so it's really hard to have a working base um, where a country is closed right now, but we're hoping that they'll open back up. We have missionaries that are individual missionaries in Romania, in the Middle East, Dominican Republic, Costa Rica, Peru, and the United States. So we have missionaries here in the U.S. too. 
not just in the home office. Um, so that just gives you an idea of kind of where Adventures in Missions is. Programs that Adventures in Missions offers, we have a gap year program for those that have just graduated from high school, going on to college so they can take a year in between for 18 to 22 year olds. World Race is a, so the gap year is a nine month program kind of discipling youth in missions. We have a World Race, which is an 11th month program for people aged 23 to 35. Semesters is a three month program. Um, Global U is for taking IT to the nations, which I don't even ask me how that works. I wish I could tell you, but I don't <laughs> understand. But you can get a college credit and do missions at the same time. Um, Short-term missions are one week, including we have a program called Beauty for Ashes for women around the world, which is a really sweet uh, thing that's been developing the last uh, five or so years. And then we have long-term missions, which are missionaries that are on the field for the long haul. And those are the ones that I, that I deal with. So that gives you kind of an idea of where, what Adventures in Missions does. We are a short-term focused organization with some long-term missionaries. So that gives you a... a Snapshot. My job, we have about 60 missionaries around the world, a little more, a little less. People are coming and going sometimes, um, 12 different countries. My main job is member care, and that's to take care of any of their needs. Sometimes it's administrative, sometimes they need a salary raise, sometimes they need somebody to talk to, sometimes they need prayer, sometimes they need a resource because they have a um, child that is struggling with ADHD in a different country and they're not sure what to do about it. And so, that's my job, is to try to help our missionaries be as healthy as possible. Um, I'm passionate about it because when I was on the field, I didn't have that person in my life that was checking in on me, and I'm not really good at reaching out. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm from Maine. This that strong, independent, I'll, I'll do it until I can't anymore um, kind of nature. Um, if you're like that, please stop. <laughs> Ask for help if you need it. It's a... It's a humbling thing, but it's a better way to go than trying to make it until you're broken. Um, I also do a lot of administrative work. I just got a new administrative job because my coworker phased out, and so I got her work, so that's exciting. And there's a uh, child sponsorship program in Peru, which you guys know about, um, because your church helps with that, so thank you for that, too. We have about 20 kids that um, are able to go to school, and their parents are being discipled because of uh, sponsors in their lives, like your church. So thank you for that. Uh, here's my first picture. So that's some of our missionaries around the world. Um, just to give you an idea of uh, the variety, we've got old people, we've got young people, we've got people that are retirement age, we've got people with kids, um, we've got single women. Um, it's just a, a wide variety of, of people that I'm trying to meet their needs as much as possible. Um, that's just to give you a glimpse of the Child Sponsorship Program. Thank you again. This is a, um, Paolo on the left. He's Tessie's husband, and he is a math teacher, and so he's been tutoring the kids in math. Uh, every week they have a day that they can come to his house and learn. The younger kids come at one time, and the older kids at a different time. And um, this is the, the meeting. Um, the monthly meeting, the parents have a meeting where they come and there's teaching, kind of a discipleship thing on, it could be on economics, it could be on um, child rearing, it could be on, we had a doctor come last month and share on good health 
hygiene practices with your children and things like that. So every month is different. Are those still bars Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that might be necessary, but no, it's just common there because you don't want your house broken into. So. so let me tell you a little bit about some of our missionaries and what they're doing. This is Cambodia. Um, we had a couple move there two and a half years ago, and they um, got there, and about five months later, the country shut down because of COVID. And so... They were in the fortunate position not to have teams sent to them immediately. So it gave them a chance to build relationships, get to know people, um, learn the language, and kind of get their feet under them. And now they have, a, um, they have a Sunday school program that they take to villages out in the remote areas from where they are. And they started, when COVID hit, they started a feeding program for families. So they bring food to um, families that are in desperate need of food. Um, because in countries where people live from day to day and the government says you can't leave your home for two weeks, most families don't have enough food in their home to make it through those two weeks. And so it's very different. Shutdown in other countries is very different than it has been here in the States. Um, they went to one village where they met with um, this family in their home, they didn't know many people in it yet, and there was a lady there that hadn't walked in 10 years. They prayed for her, and the next time they came to the village, the people said, they came running up to them, the kids, and said, Grandma's walking, Grandma's walking. And because of that, the chief of the village invited them to come and said, you can come anytime, you can share in the schools, you can um, teach our children about the Lord, you can, you can share the scripture with um, liberty. And so it was just really neat the doors that he's been opening for them in that country. This is Nicaragua. Um, I got to go there this last August, which was the first time I've ever been to Nicaragua. It's very fun. But our base there, they are training up Nicaraguan um, nationals as leaders and taking them on mission trips to their, their own country um, so that they have a good idea of what it looks like to share the gospel in their own environment and they're not afraid to do so. Um, the hope is that the Nicaraguan church will rise up and take ownership of those things themselves and that way if Americans ever have to leave, because it's happened a few times that Americans have had to leave Nicaragua, that they would be able to be strong enough as a church to um, carry on and multiply themselves through through what God's doing. So. The, the vision that I shared in the beginning, the put it, uh, bringing people into their own identity and, and helping them to follow the Lord in, in whatever he's calling them into. Are those dogs just pets or guards, and is that an orchard in the background? Yeah, so this is, it's called a farm, um, the base there. It's a La Finca, that's what they call it. And they have guard dogs that live there. I think they have like six or seven and they have lots of trees. They have coconut trees. They have, um, oh goodness, what is that called? It's a herbal supplement. Um, no, it's gonna, see, I'm, I'm getting old too, guys. <laughs> Just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
it's a little leaf and they grind it up and make a powder and uh, it's high in antioxidants and, and vitamins. And so some of you might take it as an herbal supplement. If I remember it, I'll tell you before the end of the, the presentation. No, it's not turmeric. It's uh, something else. It's, it grows on a tree. Lord, if it's important, bring it back to my mind. <laughs> but yeah, they, they have a really neat program there. Um, and this is our Guatemala base, and they got a vision from the Lord in 2019 to um, raise up Guatemalans and send them to the Middle East. And so this, is, this was put in their heart in 2019, and this is our busiest base. They get, they're a healthy base, so they get as many teams as we can send them. And they were like, well, yeah, we want to do this, but we're not sure when we'll have the time to develop this idea into an actual program. And then 2020 hit, and they had all the time in the world <laughs> to sit down and to pray and to seek the Lord and to come up with a curriculum and to put the word out and to um, bring applicants in so that they could start their school at the end of 2020. And so they have five students now in a program called Hineni, which is from the Here I Am Lord in Isaiah passage, Here I Am Lord, Send Me, and uh, they're raising up Guatemalans to send them to the Middle East, which is very exciting. All right, back to fear. Romans 8 says, the spirit that you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. And I want to share a little bit this morning about um, the gift that God has given us so that we don't need to live in fear. The world is a slave to fear. The world is a slave to fear because the world doesn't have hope. And this life is all that there is. We, however, have been given something very different from God, which is the knowledge of eternity spent with him through his spirit. It says, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So we are the adopted children of God. Our eternity and our hope is secure. There's nothing in this world that can take that away from us. It says, if we are children, then we are heirs. So if we are heirs, then we have something that we're inheriting. And it's not on this planet. It's not this earth. It's not something that you can put into your 401k. The inheritance that we have is kept in heaven for us where moth and rust and thief cannot destroy, cannot break in, cannot steal. It's not something that we can lose. So that, let me encourage you with that. The inheritance that you have is not something that you can lose. No matter how terrible the economy is here, <laughs> our inheritance is something that we cannot lose. If we are heirs of God, co-heirs of Christ, and this is the part I don't like, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. So we're not promised that this world is going to be easy or comfortable or happy, any of those things that um, we have had the blessing to experience in our lifetime here in this country. Um, that's not a promise from God. He doesn't say, come to me and I will make your life comfortable and bounteous. He says, come to me and I will give you rest, which we can have even with the storm that's going on around us. So let me encourage you with that. Another verse that challenges me says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, 
and of love and of a sound mind. And man, that sound mind <laughs> is something that um, I need on a daily basis because there's so much information out there and it's coming at us from so many different directions. And it's so easy to get caught up in this rising anxiety around us and to forget who we are and what rock we stand on. And to remember that there's one commandment that God gives us that is the most important, which is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and to love your neighbor as yourself. And that's it. It's simple. It's not easy, <laughs> but it's simple. And that's what God expects of us. And so no matter what's going on around us, we have that power within us because we have his spirit. And so let me ask you this question. In the beginning, when I read uh, Psalm 46, it says, the Lord is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in times of trouble. And I always thought of a refuge as it's the place that you run to, like a fortress is like, you know, that place in the mountains that when I was driving here, I came over um, Lincoln Gap and like there was some tiny little driveways that you could almost miss and I wouldn't even know, you wouldn't even know that they were there unless you were looking really carefully and it goes off and there's this, I'm sure, house with a beautiful view there and probably not many people know that it's there and it's away from the world and it's away from the trouble and man, wouldn't that be nice <laughs> to just hang out there. And so for me, a fortress is a place that you go to get away from it all. But God is our fortress. Where is God? Louder for the people in the back. You said it, Linda. I saw your lips move. Where is God? Everywhere. So where do we go that our fortress is not with us? Nowhere. Everywhere we go, we have our fortress with us. And that's a gift that God has given us, his children. Is that we're always under his protection. Not his protection from harm, because that will come to Christians. But we're under... Our soul is under his protection with his peace to know there's nothing in this world that can take him or his love or our security in him away from us. And we have the gift of being able to love others because we are fully loved. And so the spirit that God has given us is not one of fear. So if I'm feeling fear or if I'm feeling powerless or if I'm feeling unloving or if I'm feeling a little, a little off because of my anxiety then that's not from God. And I can go back and I can say, Lord, you did not give me a spirit of fear. I need more of your spirit right now. And I tell you, I need more of God's spirit every day. <laughs> I can't, I, we try to do it ourselves. And as a good northerner, I try to do it myself often. <laughs> and then I come to the end of myself and I say, Lord, I can't, I need more of you. I can't do it myself, I need, I need you. So what does God fear? What is God afraid of? Who's, who's taking his throne away from him? Nobody. Our father has nothing to fear. Does he hurt? Yes. I do believe he hurts when he sees the hurt going on in this world. But is he afraid? No. Because he has a plan and he is in control. 
and he knows the end of the story. And so there's a verse in 1 Corinthians where it talks about no eye has seen and no ear has heard the wonders that God has for us as children. And it says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. So the spirit that we have from God can reveal the things to us that we need in order to keep going. We may not see it, we may not hear it yet, but we know that it's true. We know that it's there and we have this hope. And it's a hope that we, um, that we won't be disappointed by because the creator of the universe has spoken and his word is always good. And it says, we have not received, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that you might know the things that have been freely given to us from God. So what are the things that God has freely given us? What are the things that God has given you freely? The things that the world can't take away from you? Hope. Yes, sir. What else? Joy. Joy. Yeah, what else has God given us that the world can't take away? Peace. Peace. Security. Yeah, peace. What else? Love. Love. Yeah, the world can't take those things away. Against such things there is no law. The fruit of the Spirit in us. Against such things there is no law and the world can't take them away. You have people in jails in Iran that still have peace and hope and security and love. And how that works, I confess to you in my comfortable American life, I'm not sure. <laughs> but I know that it does because we have testimony that it's true. And who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So if God is afraid of nothing, and we have his spirit, and we have the mind of Christ, then we don't need to fear either. So one more thing, back to adventures and missions. We have a couple also that heard from the Lord that they were supposed to go to the Middle East this year. And uh, they are, they've gone to training, they're in the process of fundraising, they've started language school, and they're moving hopefully in January or February to the Middle East. They're partnering with Guatemala so that when Guatemala finishes training their Hineni missionaries, they can send them over to them and they can find places to plug them in. This happened independently of one another, that God spoke to Guatemala and he spoke to this couple and told them to go. And it happened to come together at the same time. So we, we can't make this stuff up. We can't make this stuff happen. But God has a plan and he is at work and we can trust that. And that is exciting to me. And I pray that it's encouraging and exciting to you too. And they put this in their last newsletter. I can't share their pictures with you because they're going to locations where they, their names and their pictures can't be shared. But in the last newsletter, they shared this picture and I really love it. It says, following Christ is costly. You will be in exile in this age, but you will be free. Because we're not enslaved to fear and the things that other people are enslaved to that don't know the Lord. So, last verse. The Spirit of God is what drives out the fear in our hearts because it is not a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. That's who the Holy Spirit is. 
Just as if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will, will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And my encouragement for you and for myself this morning is if we need help, let's please ask God for more of his spirit so that we can walk in love and we can walk in power and we can walk in a sound mind. And I don't know about you, but I need more of that. I need more of that. I'm not sharing with you something that I have mastered and I want you to master too. I'm sharing with you from an evil, like an even playing field right here of, man, I haven't figured it out yet, but I know I need more of the Holy Spirit because that's where it comes from. And so let me just pray for you this morning and then, and then I'm done. I hope I didn't go too long. <laughs> I have no <laughs> Okay, great. Oh... <laughs> uh, Heavenly Father, you are who we need and you are what we need and you share yourself with us so freely. And God, I confess and I apologize and I repent for the times that I've tried to do things on my own and figure things out and understand things and try to control the world around me or at least control my environment around me. But God, you call us out to share your love with those around us that don't know you. I pray, Father, that you would pour your spirit out on us. I pray that you would equip us and empower us. I pray, Lord, that you would take away our fear. I pray, God, that you would be glorified in what we say, in what we do, in what we think. And God, in any ways that we do not line up with your mind, I pray that you, Holy Spirit, would nudge us, that you would convict us, that you would tenderly minister to those areas of our hearts um, where we're holding on to fear and we're holding on to doubts and insecurities and unbelief. I pray, Lord, that you would come in and just wash those away by the power of your love and the power of your Holy Spirit. We love you, God, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. <laughs>